All right, man, you ready to do this? I'm ready, brother. Are you ready? Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. <laughs> I'm waiting for like the little, let it go, <laughs> let it go. Shout out Alpha Man for that. <laughs> man, this has been a long time coming. For real. For those of you that don't know, this is my first roommate in college. Um, first person to steal from me, man. <laughs> Yo, all the folks, food, snacks, everything. Just wait for you to leave the closet. Wait for you to go to the shower or something. He was in there. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, man. Like one of the first people that I experienced a whole lot of shit with, uh, from Hurricane Katrina to, you know, your wedding to Ooh. you having a child. Um, all of your business ventures, all of my business ventures. Like I was when I was in the shower today, I was thinking about, um, yeah, just like with Top Shelf and shit. How like I thought that I was like doing business and shit, and it was really like me, like kind of something that I had always wanted to do, but like needed my homies to like be that shield for me. Right, right. But you've always jumped out there with your own shit and just done your shit without like having to include anybody or anything. So before we jump to, because I, I feel like I'm just giving a whole <laughs> lot, just running the history. Can you please let the folks know who you are? Uh, So my name is Sean Thomas. And uh, can, you, I, can you speak a little closer to the mic for me, please? My bad. Uh, my name is Sean. This is Big right here? Yeah. All right. My name is Sean Thomas, and I am an educator slash social entrepreneur, um marketing i don't say guru but marketing person um husband father i don't know what else to say square yeah you can say that too (laughs) the homie um definitely definitely one of like the most inspiring people that i know because you yeah man because like through your own shit you hype me up, but then with my own shit, you hype me up too. And that's been like from the beginning, because granted, when it was surface, it was hyping me up to go get it, girls. Right. <laughs> and then once we start getting deeper, it's hyping me up to get it, guys. Right. And then it became hyping me up for my business, hyping me up. Oh, you want to, man, go ahead and do that. And it, it was like you made shit just seem so easy and like getting down to it or even like writing out the steps. It really all just transition to some easiness yeah i was just like one of your biggest fans man like i always seen like like you was kind of like, like that dude so and you probably didn't see it like <laughs> or maybe you did see it, i'm not sure you know what i'm saying but everybody kind of like our whole crew was kind of like you know you don't say popular but everybody yeah. kind of like you know uh went around us uh was cool with us and you just had your own swag like you did your own thing and you was always gone but <laughs> like yeah, you you stayed gone like because you had a car and we didn't yeah but, uh, nah you had your own wave and i saw it you know what i'm saying maybe you didn't see it at the yeah. time so i was gonna i was like one of your biggest fans just i'm gonna push you to do whatever you can and for me at that time that's all i could see you just going hard yeah like, you know because the only thing that motivated me at the time was just money yeah so if we could figure out a way to get some money like i'm there yeah so i was just trying to figure out how to become a millionaire early yeah man and it's and it's funny because uh i think about as you mentioned money you 
and like your relationship to money and at one point in your life it seemed like it was like the most important thing to you and now it seems like you know being with your family and shit like that has become more important and and i guess i would like to hear you speak to like that young brother with that same mindset that you had having what you have now because i do talk to a lot of young cats and like for them and not even young cats just a lot of dudes in general like money is the motivation and like not really like you know enjoying the present moment or just life in general like whatever that looks like you know but uh i guess it goes back to like when you like for a teenager kid you know single parent home you know what i mean my mom she gave me everything i wanted but always go to college so you get a good job and make some money yeah like you know and that's what you always hear make some money make some money which is cool right but they don't teach you the other aspect of life like there's more to life than that yeah so in college you know you're trying to find yourself you know everybody some people pick majors because of what's how much money they're going to make and we know a lot of people who pick majors and now they don't do half of what they went to school for yeah you know what i mean or they made the money and then they like depressed in their uh career so they went a whole different route you know to find that happiness so for me you know i went to you know went to school marketing business got an mba like cool let's get the money and then you know it's hard to find a job after you know what i'm saying like when if you said need the experience you know what yeah. i'm saying but how you gonna get the experience if you don't get the job so but then when you start trying to make money and me i'm good at like executing yeah so if i have an idea i'm able to execute and like see the vision and make it happen and then you know you make money and stuff uh but when i start teaching that was like the first time where i really didn't do it for the money because you don't do teaching for the money hell no but you like there's different (laughs) avenues where you could you know make money in education yeah i'm saying you just have to have to hustle but that was the first time where i'm not really doing it for money like i'm getting there early staying late and you get paid on whatever days but i don't even think about when i get paid like i just do what i do yeah do it for the love and like some people like you know why do you do this and how do you why do you come out your own money i come out my own money because i want the experience i want kids to have fun and i do it because that's what i want to do like i spend my money on other people more than i spend it on myself now yeah as opposed to you know spending it on myself and it's weird but so what was the moment you felt that transition because i think about like you said like i said seeing you going from like being very money driven to now working in a profession where you you seem like you're having the most fun you've ever I had am. in your life i am and you're probably not making nowhere near what you thought you would be making but when did when did that feeling hit you like what did that feel like uh it it kind of hit me when i first started teaching like i started teaching in um in sunnyside at the school called addicts middle school and um you know lower income area whatever but i seen the kids were like so much fun yeah and i saw myself in them and for me when i i hated school growing up yeah so it was boring i can only remember probably two teachers yeah ever um and i didn't want to be that person so for me i saw them having fun and you know they laughing and we learned at the same time and i found myself getting to work early staying late uh the second semester my first semester teaching i was terrible like i ain't gonna lie <laughs> i had one foot in one foot out i was still trying to do what you're supposed to be though but yeah like yeah you are but i was like complete terrible bro like yeah like if i had to look at myself if i had to watch a video of myself i almost didn't make it Right. <laughs> and right um and that's just because of me personally yeah but um that was like the the key i saw myself in them and you don't see too many male black educators 
Yeah. So when I I figured I wanted to be that. It's a different feeling, man. Um, I know for me, when I first started doing this shit, like initially, because I was doing the, you know, the the lower income schools and shit. And initially I had really, I was really drawn to that because I felt like I was making an impact right. and all this other shit. Right. And then it started to wear on me emotionally. Yes. Because I cared too much. Yes. <clears throat> so I ended up switching to where I'm at now, mm-hmm. which is like a more diverse school. How, and how you feel like how you feel about that? Like, you know what I mean? Do you feel like you have the like as much of an impact? Like, you know, do kids who I guess who have a, a leg up versus those who don't? Like, cause I know it can be like very taxing dealing with, you know, in you know areas that are not affluent you know what i mean and the kids behavior issues you have yeah. everywhere but behavior issues no parent engagement yeah um you know no support mm-hmm. you know it can be very emotionally and mentally draining very right so very but then at the end of the day like you see the impact you have so how does that like, do you have the same you know impact of feeling that you do it leaves me a little torn because uh I do, I mean, I would love to help the community. Right. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the kids in the community are going through far more than I can really help with at this stage in my life. Okay. So it makes it hard for me to to work in the lower income schools because I care so much. Right. And there's only so much I can do. Right. But going here... I feel like I'm making an impact. Maybe not so much uh, being like the black role model mm-hmm. at this school, but definitely exposing my school to what black culture is through me, you know, and even connecting with the kids by exposing them to music that I listen to. And like, I I definitely feel like I'm making a very big impact where right. I'm at. I look at it from that angle. Yeah. So, yeah, because they might not see. And yeah. and my reality is I grew up in the suburbs. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a little easier for me to connect with a kid from the suburbs. Right. You know, and not not that I, I want it to be that way, but it kind of works that way because, you know, when I, when I was teaching in, in some of the lower income schools, like I would see how other teachers would handle kids. Yeah, I remember we used to have them conversations. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I can't be that person to, to handle a kid because – you know they're not slaves they're and kid, yeah right? absolutely they're kid. absolutely That's um so how like how are you like are you happy like at this point in your life like as far as like just in life in general yeah like in general like okay like we are 33 well, yeah 33 all right. It's probably not where you expected your life to be 10 years ago. Right. Right. But at this point in your life, are you generally happy? Like on a scale of one to 10, would you say that you're passing? I would say I'm passing. Um, honestly, I don't know what number because I feel like it it fluctuates throughout right. the days. But I can tell you for a fact, this is the happiest that I've been in my life. And I know it just by... Just being in tune with myself, I feel very self-aware, very present, and I know I say that shit a lot, but I think that is what's bringing me my happiness. Because even when shit feels hard, it's like okay, I didn't 
I done got through everything that I've been through right. in my life. So why would I just so not succeed now? So what like motivates you at this point? Oh man, what motivates me at this point? Um, like to do what you do, like to do the podcast, to work where you work, to get up every day, the friends you like. What what motivates you? Like why are you? Why do you keep going? Why do you keep trying to aspire? I think because I like connecting and that's with the podcast with school with everything that I'm doing like even my friendships my relationships I I really enjoy being able to connect with people and make people feel good and I think that's what drives me with all the shit that I'm doing like especially with this it's like the shit that people get from this mm-hmm. you know it on days when I don't want to do it that's what keeps me going. Right. When I walk in a classroom and like kids are excited to do music, even on days when I'm not excited, it pushes me to step up. Right. You know. Right. You know it's crazy. Um, you know, like people talk about legacy, right? And people yeah. talk about legacy more now since the Kobe thing happened. But like, um, I would say when we were in college, I think someone asked me. We we always have conversations. I always bring it back to money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Every conversation, yeah. money. People like, well, you know, with your legacy, you care about people behind you. And I'd be like, I don't care about nobody, you know, but myself. Like, I'm trying to get me. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's about, you know, money, trying to get me. And it's crazy how now the mindset is like totally different where my motivation is I just want to impact as many people as I can before I go. Absolutely, man. I, I, I really just want people to feel shit. That's all. Right, like, like inspire them. Yeah, whether it's kids, whether it's adults, whether it's anybody, like inspired to be like the best version of yourself. Yeah, because a lot of times we don't try because of whatever fears we may have, or somebody may told us something, or whatever it is. We just don't go as hard as we as we can for yeah. some unknown reason. But it's just like it's everything is it's it's easy. It's not it's not easy, but it's just everything's attainable. You just have to put a plan in motion and just stay the course of what you're trying to do. And I think that's the challenging part. And for you, what helps you stay on course? Uh, I know that, you know, there's a point where I'm, I was born, the point that I'm going to die. Right. And then you have that dash in the middle. Right. So what am I going to do with my dash? Yeah. Like, so every day that I'm not doing something, that means that I've wasted time, right? I could have completed something or I could have invented something or created. And I just want to, because my mind goes a mile, mile a minute. Yeah. So I wake up early, like 4.30 in the morning every single day, and I just try to produce and try to create and try to get this stuff out my head. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah. But what helps too is I have goals. Like I showed you my goals, right? And they're specific. Right. And I have tasks to complete those goals. And once I complete those goals, set another one, set another one, set another one. Because I just want, I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to rest on my laurels. Like, I just want to keep going because I want to be able to use the gifts that God has given me so that I can impact as many people as possible in whatever way I can. And I just want to have fun doing it. I feel that. Um, my question for you though is how do you balance that with having a family? So, uh, 
has the hardest part for me is just going to the gym now. Like, you know, and it's not because I can't. <laughs> I'll be like, man, I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, looking chunky now. But um <laughs> for real. Uh step on the scale. That thing do not agree. But for me, balance, it took a, a minute at first, but it's uh it's not as hard anymore. Yeah. Right. Um the baby for me, that's the easiest part. Right. The easiest part is just having having a baby like, you know what you're going to expect. I don't really don't sleep like that. So sleep mm-hmm. doesn't bother me, but she sleeps through the night. The hardest part is just make sure that you maintaining that connection to your wife. Yeah. Right. You know, what I mean, because you're going to go through that different thing. And once you got your routine, it's cool. So I had to change my routine as far as when I used to come home before the baby. I come home, spend time with wifey and then I would get on the computer and yeah. I would just work until I go to sleep. And then I would wake up early in the morning and work. And then I would go to work. Damn. And then that would be my routine every single day, even on weekends. So working eight hours and nine hours at the job, before or after school, we had some hours, and then probably three, four hours at night. So I work like 15, 16 hour days, yeah. spend time with wifey, and that's it. But now I can't do that because honestly, I feel guilty if, because my, my daughter, she goes to daycare, of course I work. Yeah. So drop her off in the morning and then she comes home. So that means I only got three hours to spend with her before she goes to sleep. Damn. So if I don't come home or if I have activity, that mean I ain't see her that day. That mean I feel terrible because Damn. I didn't see my own child or spend time with her for a day. So that balances me saying no to certain things. Yeah. I can't today. Yeah. Sorry, kids. I got to get home. So I can't come to your game. I got to see my baby and they know why because you're gonna be sleeping. That's what's up, man. So just kind of setting your priorities. But the main thing is for me, yes, you have your kids, and people say put your kids before you. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, cause you still have to achieve your goals, right? So you still have to try to attain everything that you want to, but still give them everything you want. Like, don't forget about what you are trying to accomplish because you have a kid. Yeah. Then that's interesting because uh that's something that my mom and we recording in my parents' house, but that's <laughs> something my mom always says is that she puts her kids before her. And I've always wondered like how can you be well if you're putting right. someone else before yourself? Right. Put yourself first. Like and people may say that's selfish, but your kid is not gonna be all right if you're not all right. And then you may hold Ooh. some type of resentment if they don't do what you or could turn out through the way that you want to because you sacrifice so much. Yeah. Right? And that's where it comes from. But if you still like you can still do everything for your kid but still chase your dreams, the the problem is people don't put that same energy towards it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can still do everything. It's just a real balancing act. Some people don't have that discipline to do it, but I'm still going to try to accomplish my dreams on my wife to try to accomplish hers. So if we got to take turns and you do this, you do that, but we still going to do the best for our daughter. But at the same time, I'm not going to forget about what I'm trying to do. You still on the journey. Right. That's, man. It sounds crazy when you no, say it. it but it does. Me, and it it like takes a lot of strength, man. It's a realist. It takes a lot of strength. Um, something that I think about as I talk to you is what is your, and you don't have to have one, but what is your biggest fear as a parent? 
uh, regret. Man. Like, I don't ever want to say, I wish I would have did this with my daughter. I wish I would have spent more time. I wish I would have taught her how to read. I wish I would have, you know, been there for this. Yeah. Like, that's just my biggest fear. Because I know that no matter how she turns out, I want to be able to say, I did everything that I could to make sure that she was happy and did whatever she needs to do. Like, if she wants to go to school, she can. If she wants to just say, forget it, I want to travel the world forever. If I want to be a bum, be the best bum that you can. Yeah. Like, I don't ever want her to feel uh, like she has to do something because she wants to please me. I just want her to be happy and do what, honestly, you have a passion for. Um, so if we can save money now, invest in stocks for you now like we do, and so that when you turn 18, here's a lump sum of money, go ahead and chase your passion for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. Decide, it is, decide what it is that you want to do. And if you want to take that little, what's that little break they call it from a year? It's like on Blackish, the little leap year. No, the little something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little when they take the little, uh, you know, don't go to college for a year. But if yeah. she want to go ahead and do that, go ahead. You know what I mean? But that's just my biggest fear, just regret. But I just want her to be the best version of herself. Yeah. And whatever we can do to make sure that happens, that's what happens. What's up, man? What's yours? As a parent? I mean, not a, I mean, she's not a parent now, so. But I mean, like, if if I were a parent or, or just yeah. leading into that. I mean, even with my students, I think uh, my biggest fear is, like, not dealing with myself and putting my negativity on them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because that has an effect on Yeah. It does. Yeah. So just just being very like trying to be as conscious as I possibly can about what I'm putting into the youth and into the world in right. general. And it's crazy because when you're a teacher, you see students. You yeah. See how they act. You see what they're lacking. Oh, you need attention. Oh, you don't. You need love, right? That's why you act in this way. And I don't ever. Of course, you can't give everything your kids gonna want something you know what i mean right. it's not you're not gonna give them they're gonna miss something but if you can do the best that you can and have them turn out right don't have any super uh deficiencies then you know you've done your job and at the end of the day it's just about being happy whoever you love whatever you want to do whatever lifestyle i don't care yeah. as long as you you're happy so what does happiness look like for young fab in 2020 my bad uh happiness for me uh well honestly man i wake up happy like just living i'm breathing i'm healthy as i you know i think so <laughs> uh, <laughs> um happiness for me is just looking at my family making sure that they good uh me being able to do something i love every day yeah i worked at a job where you know, before I got an education, I worked at a job where I dreaded it. I would get there right on time. I would sleep during lunch break and I would just leave and I just didn't care what I was doing. I just felt like I was wasting my life. Yeah. So happiness for me is doing something that I love and being able to impact in a positive way as many people as I can. 
and also seeing and helping my daughter grow to be the best version of herself. Um, yeah. Because for me, I'm real self-reflective. Like, I don't take things personal. Yeah. You always know I'm kind of like, even though maybe people don't think so, but I'm like a super loner. Yeah. And I think our whole crew is like loners. I think so. I think that's why we all connected, though, because we all are, and maybe not loners, maybe more individualist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, you know, we all can and we do hang out by ourselves. Like, we go to yeah. movies by ourselves. Right. We go yeah. eat by ourselves. And then when we come together, it's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we're together. But I think that helps a lot, too. Yeah. You know, because I don't need a whole crew. Nah, not at all. Yeah. So just, just I don't know, just being happy, man. Like, I think happiness is a choice. Yeah. Like, it's all about perspective. Like, I can choose to be mad at this person who said something to me. Or I could be like, okay, who cares? Like, and that's it. Yeah. Like, somebody talk about your mama. That's cool. All right, cool. You can tell her that. Depending on what they say. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People used to all the time make jokes about your mama. But if you go along with it, oh, yeah, you know, I was, I used to talk to your mom. That's what's up. You get a number? Like, you know what I mean? Y'all went on dates? How many? Right? And when you say something like that, it confuses them and they don't want to talk about it no more. So it's like how you look at things, <laughs> your perspective. You just like fucking with people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I would not, I would never give you the satisfaction of, like you getting me angry yeah i know that's what you're trying to do so i'm gonna do the exact opposite right yeah. <laughs> man i see you with this sweatshirt on it says invest in yourself yes sir and um i want to know what what does that mean to you what's going on with investing yourself so investing yourself you know originally it started as a um investing yourself started as a after school program okay so i used to work um, I moved to New York in 2014 to work with my dad. He has a, it's called Exposure Foundation. And uh, I was a program director. So they did animation, film, technology, all that stuff. And he started a um, the pilot program called Wall Street Warriors where they kids invest in financial literacy. So I started it over there with him. And then I worked there for a short time. And then I moved back to Houston. And I started my own version and, you know, my own, my own style and it's called investing. So, so originally started as after school program, financial literacy, where my kids invest in like, uh, teach about stocks, yeah, credit, debt, saving, um, all everything that with finances that's not taught in schools. We yeah. teach everything else, but the Damn. stuff that really matter, we don't really do. Uh, so investing yourself. You know, my kid, middle school, high school, and some elementary, you know, um, they open bank accounts. They actually purchase purchase stock. We do community wow. workshops where they teach the community how to invest. You know, teach the community about uh, uh, FICO scores and um, things of that nature. We won. And these are kids, right? Kids, middle school. Wow. So we won statewide uh, competitions uh, where they turned. One of them was a stock market competition. They got first place out of 452 teams where um, – they turned a hundred thousand dollars of simulated money to one hundred forty-seven thousand in nine months. Uh, we do entrepreneurship as well. So my kids, they do business plans, and then I put seed money behind them so they can actually start their businesses. You know, in middle school, uh, some of them started shoe consignment companies wow. um, and clothing companies. Matter of fact, one of my students, um, he is a freshman in high school. And, you know, we was on Great Day Houston, you know, because of his clothing company. And he has his clothing right now in the Galleria Mall. 
Houston, yeah. right? So um, that's the great as far as <coughs> entrepreneurship and just teaching just everything, man. Like, and these kids are smart. Like, they can do it. Yeah. And the most important thing is it's the minority community. Like, because we're not taught this information. Right. So the goal is once they, once I teach them, then they're, uh, their job is to go teach their family, their friends, their yeah. community. And that's the only way we're going to change things. Um, that's powerful, man. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great thing. Um, and it's just been growing. And, you know, that's what it is. That's what's up. Yeah. So, and, and that can apply to everything, like investing in yourself, like investing your, like your, your wellness, investing your mental, investing your, just anything, really. Investing yeah. your future. Yeah. Like, and that's just people, man. Like, I feel like a lot of people, I don't say lost, but it's so confusing. Like, social media and then like like looking at everybody's highlights and you try to focus on that instead of investing in what you really like to do yeah and it but it's funny though like you know i think we are we are those guys to to pull it all together in our own ways because i look at you know i always joke with with james about us being like captain planet or like the power <laughs> rangers or some he's shit. out here bro yeah pollution down to zero but we we all got these super superpowers that connect you know like you know the art of letting go invest in yourself feel free to feel free you know what byron is doing with these ciphers it's like all of this shit connects and once it all like fully pulls together like you know like you said we all individually do these dope things but when they all tie like who knows what the fuck could come of that Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213 213- three nine four two seven seven three also if you'd like to support the podcast we got some real cool merch on bonanza.com also you can subscribe to us on patreon art of letting go podcast thank you guys for listening i appreciate all your support this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go